Eric, I have to owe you an apology. You are always right, and I'm always wrong. Don't tell him that. He's can't always wait to, can't wait to to hear that in the intro. Mm-hmm. I want to know Sounds what he was right about. Me. Um, I wasn't really truly uh worried, but you know the news for the past two days are like Stormageddon. It's gonna be I like know. it's gonna be like Tennessee tornadoes your, everywhere. Right, right. Kiss all your loved ones goodbye. You know stuff like that. And I I called Eric today, and I was on his way to work, and I was like, Hey, big guy. <laughs> blah 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 feeding into the hype feeding into the hype and he's just like oh sweetie hello and thank you very much for downloading this most recent episode of movie guys podcast you can download many more episodes at movieguyspodcast.podbean.com quack 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 Quack, quack, quack. <laughs> that was terrible. We did not rehearse that. Hey, everybody, welcome to Movie Guys Podcast. Of course, talking about Mighty Ducks. We are back with another episode of the Nostalgia Extravaganza, always with Sarah. Hey, Sarah. Hi, Jordan. I'm so glad that you called me out first. Yeah, I wanted to mix it up today. How you doing? I'm doing pretty good. How are you? Good. Uh, living the dream. Um, drinking a Coors Light. Watching uh, Muddy Ducks yesterday. It was beautiful. Beautiful moment. We watched it this weekend, and then I finished watching it uh, just this evening because, just wait for it, I fell asleep. Mm-hmm. Shocker. Shocker. <laughs> I know, right? Shocker. Eric, how you doing, bud? You know, I'm actually not as good as I want it to be. This was not the experience I thought it was going to be. We... Kind of have a brave little toaster uh, thing happening here. I actually, I'm excited to talk about this because watching this movie uh, twice, I guess if you want, one and a half times now recently, uh, I want to talk about the theory that Gordon Bombay is the villain in this movie. Um, I would agree with you until his character does a complete 360. I have other complaints. This is not a brave little toaster moment for me. This is small little complaints that you don't really pay attention to as a kid. But that's, that's true. Right. But but before we get into that, because I do want to talk about that stuff, I want to talk about the franchise, kind of like the the aura that is Mighty Ducks. This was huge when we were kids, right? But I said this to my wife, and I wanted to know from you guys. So, Sarah, since I introduced you first, I'll ask you first. Now, there we have the trilogy, right? We all will figure out how we feel about this one by the end of the episode. We all know that D3 is D3, right? I said, is it just me or is D2 the best? Here we go. Yes. Here yes. we go. Okay, and my so- wife, wife says no. Do you agree? I absolutely agree. I was watching this movie and I kept waiting for more characters to join because I thought this movie was D2. And right. I think as a kid, I watched D2 way more than I ever watched this movie. Because right. there's, I mean, it's it's a pretty straightforward story. Um, not a lot happens. But in the, in the second one, like that's when you get the figure skater and is it the Bash Brothers and the Knuckle Puck and the annexation of Puerto Rico and like all of the really great. Oh, dang it. You said it earlier. I thought. Yeah, I had. yeah, and, uh, but I get you. Like all the, all the, the cute. All the really, really great cultural parts of this movie are in the second one, not the first one. Um, there's some, there's some big ones in this one, but not as big or memorable. Yeah, the second I, I one is say. far more memorable for me than this. Yeah. 
This one had a figure skater too. She did. It, she did. Yes, yeah, but she but wasn't it, as I feel like in the prevalent. second one they really prevalent. Yes. Prevalent. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Yeah. yeah. No, okay. Cool. So I'm not the only one. Eric, do you agree with Sarah and I? Uh, that D two was the best. Well, yeah. After watching this movie, yeah, that's that's a pretty easy one to to kind of come to. Yes, I, I will say I had to look this up as well too because we were constantly debating about the ages of everyone here. Now, that's one thing you kind of consider watching when you're a kid because everyone's kind of around your age. But when you're that age, you know how like one or two years really do make a big difference. You know, it's like, whoa, you, they're 12 years old? Whole oh, whoa. And, you know, it's a big right. kid kind of a thing. Uh, so I, we, uh, I had to look it up um, because what is Pee Wee? And I'm pretty sure I thought it was like an age range uh, for, for hockey because some of these kids look pretty big. I believe it's it looks like here, as far as the wiki goes, is that it's cap at 13. Um, and at one point in the movie, they said that they're, it's a 10-year-old league. So these kids are supposed to be 10 years old. Most of them are like 12 to 13. The actors playing them are like 12 to 13 years old. Even the kid who plays um, Fulton, the really tall kid, he's only 13 in this movie. Same age as Joshua Jackson. Yeah, I would have thought that most junior or like uh, youth leagues like this probably have like, uh, you know, like a 10 to 13 or like a 14 to 17. And then like a, you know, like a midget league 18 up. Um, or whatever they're called, you know, a, a club league, or um, you know, the 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 eighteen over. And so certain youth sports might have it in that. So because I thought Pee Wee, it just seemed like these kids seemed like they were younger than than twelve. It seemed like they were at like ten. Well, some of them, I and, feel like some of them were really young, and some of them were like fifteen, sixteen years old. So that being said, Gordon Bombay, young Gordon Bombay. How long has he been on the Hawks for? How many championships well, has he won? I mean, is he... So if we're thinking like this is... Let's just say, let's be 10 to 13, 10 to 14 age group in the league. Okay. Okay, so at most, you're saying four championships, right? Three because uh, he missed one. Three. Yeah. And and then he quit after that, right? So, uh, we you know, and then obviously it, it made such an impression that pro players twenty yeah. years later said, "Hey, wow, that? I remember this kid. Yeah, remember we we played in Pee Wee. You were really good, you know, twenty years ago. And now look at you. You haven't grown but two feet now." You'd be great on the ice, Gordon Bombay. I'm sure. I hope that I hope that the kids' ages aren't the main thing that's that's deterring you guys because that is one of the least problems I have. With no, this it's story. also the terrible acting. Oh by yeah, Emilio it's most certainly that acting. Uh, we'll talk about that. Uh, do you guys know the two big actors that Joshua Jackson beat out for this role? I read it earlier, but I forgot. Who? Leo. Leo and Jake Gyllenhaal. They oh, picked sure. the right person. Mm-hmm. Charlie Conway, man. Mm. His mom, though. God damn. I'm like, I'm looking at, I'm looking at Charlie's mom differently when I was ten. <laughs> <laughs> she was so old, right? When I was ten, and then this, I was, I caught myself like, oh, Gina, she's a mom. Mm. 
you know, like I, I hate to, to say it, it's probably because of the wardrobe that that stylish red hat that she chose to wear. Mm. But Love this it. this woman is, I don't know, like what like mid to she's late thirties, going on fifty something. She is she's putting more miles in her. It than was she the nineties, man. It was the nineties, man. The Rachel haircut was in, and uh, she and and Gordon Bombay. Oh my God. Takes place in reality, right? So they are are at, well, they're thirty. That hair looks like at a leaf in the fall time, man. Are you kidding me? I just, love just, it. Yeah. Hmm. Just okay. She was fine though. Her acting was was great. She had to carry a lot of the scenes with Emilio Estevez. So, whilst you're dogging on this, are you are you serious? Like, did we watch the same movie? This is not Men at Work. This is a completely different movie. I think this movie has more going for it. I read on IMDb that there was this movie was darker, that he was supposed to be an alcoholic uh, NHL player mm-hmm. that got fired and he had to go and do this. None of this lawyer stuff until Disney picked it up. I don't think he's terrible. I think the story is is what is what it fails at. I don't think he's bad. Oh, how about this? He's I will I'm gonna throw I'm gonna throw this curveball. I'm gonna throw this curveball. Okay. And this uh-huh. is the one swear I get for the episode. One swear I get. I apologize. PT-13 rules here? Who the Sam heck is Hans? Hans. Oh, I know who he is. He's the villain from Lethal Weapon 2. That's it. I was waiting for him to say diplomatic immunity. Who is this guy? Because Hans is his old, like, not coach, um, but just like skating. I don't even know what you want to call it. Uh, The man who watches you while the team takes a shower? I asked Gina in the beginning of this movie, I said, okay, Hans, he's supposed to be like these kids like mentor. Okay, so he definitely like like was the original coke of the Hawks or something or whatever, right? No, this movie explains only this, that Hans owns a very luxurious hockey memorabilia store, and he's just, he's just Santa Claus to the kids. That's all no, he is. No, he's not. He, they get all he's their money. He's a jolly – he gets all their money. Gordon gets all the money from his his law firm, and then he takes them all to Hans and says, "Buy whatever you need, kids." There you go. Hans. Okay, so in the movie, uh, Gordon mentions that his dad did he die? Mm-hmm. Passed okay, away. Okay, he died. He passed don't know away. How. Don't know right, how. he passed away in some way. And at the beginning of the movie, Hans talks about how Gordon would come and sit in his shop. So I think that Hans is just a a fill-in grandfather, father figure for Gordon. I wish they would have, um, in a better story and a better script, they would have uh, done, they would have explored that more. Where's the mother? Um, no mention of Gordon's mom. Getting hit no up by mention- Grumbot Bay. Right. They did. He had to take care of her, just like Charlie takes care of his mom. Okay, she dead too. What is what is his dad die of? Like, there's little things in this movie that they kind of should have specified. Why do you always get so tied up in these silly little details that have no bearing on the actual story? I will answer that actually, honestly, okay. because because when we were kids, we didn't care about this stuff. I completely forgot that Gordon was a lawyer. I completely forgot that he got busted with a DUI. That stuff didn't matter to me. What mattered to me was the kids, because I was a kid, right? Mm-hmm. But as a reviewer now, and I'm watching everything, and I have to pick this movie apart, I'm like, there are story beats. There are there are plot points that you need to hit to make me understand the character more. I don't understand Hans. I have no idea who Hans is. Gordon Bombay, I know him as a jerk who 
got who messed up a shot when he was 10 years old and it has haunted him for 20 years and he has to get drunk and coach D3 hockey and have a very, very stereotypical character arc. Mm-hmm. Right? I'm just saying, like, there's small little details that I like to but know. He's, he's this way because of his coach when he was on the Hawks team who was always like, you should only win. The best thing in life is winning. And that just got ingrained in his head. And so he became a lawyer who always has to win and always has that intensity until it gets him a DUI and a consequence of having to coach peewee hockey. I wish I lived in the 90s, by the way, because I wish I can get a DUI and my punishment would be coaching hockey. 500 hours of community service. Better than jail. This is true. This, uh, it, it does happen. I have seen very established people in a court. There's a story about that, actually. It, yeah, it was like his third DUI, and he had enough money to where the, the judge was just like, all right, well, I got to send you to jail, but you can serve it on the weekends, and I won't take away your license because you need to get to jail still. So, yeah, this guy had to serve like three months set on a on the weekends. So I, what I'm saying is, is that um, this guy was uh, Gordon Bombay is a hotshot lawyer, obviously just winning, and obviously uh, doing a great job of being a partner with Ducksworth, who I'm sure has influence all over town, including with the judge. Uh, even if that judge uh, did just get punked by Bombay that very day, which all the way, by the way, when he got pulled over and then he goes to, he gets pulled over, mm-hmm. uh, gets booked, uh, gets let, uh, and then talks to the judge and then the, the DA, right? Or the prosecuting attorney mm-hmm. or whatever the hell. And then goes back to work. Is this all in the same day? Because he's no, 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 right? No, and he gets no, busted No, I think he night. just always wears a suit. He got busted at night, dude. Remember? No, he was... I think this is days. Yeah, this is a day this or was, two. These, all these scenes were at night. No, they weren't. No, they weren't. Not in the courthouse. They, no, they, they were weren't. not. They the were one not. at work is, and obviously the one where he got the DUI was, but yeah, the, it's not at the courthouse. And no, no one else no. was in the courtroom. It's there were just other people them. in the courtroom. There, I no, want to go back and watch this. We're gonna. Okay, okay we will. Okay, I'm gonna. Get a okay, let's TV. write this down. <laughs> you need a bigger TV. No, like I completely had no idea that Gordon Bombay was in trouble for a DUI. Did you guys remember this detail? No. I did not. I don't remember this. Oh yeah, I remember no. the, the 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 swerving, but uh, uh, no, I don't really necessarily understand like how he came to coach the ducks yeah because his punishment was to serve 500 community hours and nobody wanted to coach the d the d5 mm-hmm. d5 hockey so that Their was last what, coach had a heart attack right so he had to coach that with a bunch of new york kids the reason why i say new york is because every single city when i was a kid was new york this is minnesota this is minneapolis yeah i know i know but as as a 10 year old it's new york just like I we all thought hey arnold was in new york but it's not where is it? Philadelphia? Oregon. Oregon. What? Google it right now on I air. I am. Google, hey Arnold. It's like Portland or like Oregon, like it's out west. Dead serious. Hillwood, Washington. Yep, huh. Washington. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I had no idea. My mind is blown. I know, right? So, um, yeah, um, 
already Bombay's a jerk. I don't like him. And that's a bad thing, right? Because you're trying, because he's supposed to be your in. He's supposed to be your character they're supposed to root for. He's a villain. And and I don't like him. Okay, you know what? You've been teasing. Do you wanna do you wanna spill why he's a villain? I opens, haven't let him talk about it, so opens go for it. With the child origin story, the trauma that he is based around why he becomes a villain, his motive, right? Not just anything to to get back and, and maybe even win the game because no, he doesn't want that. Not anymore. Not this person. Hold on, let me get the uh, the cast list so I can get all the all the names right here too, uh, in front of me. Uh, he's not after the win, and we know this because he tells uh, Jessica Jackson at the end that she's like, no, win or lose, it doesn't matter. No, he's after the real enemy, Coach Riley, okay? Who's actually a, a stand-up guy? Dude was doing nothing. Dude was doing his job, uh, teaching kids, youth, hockey, doing it for 20-plus years, winning, constantly winning, teaching good morals. Uh, these kids are so successful that they grow up to become lawyers, undefeated lawyers, by the way. And so Coach Riley is doing the thing, but Gordon Bombay, for 20 years, couldn't get over that goal, that pressure that Coach Riley put on him, and he carried it with him for 20-something years until finally this happens, an opportunity to get back at his former coach and destroy him. And so he does so step by step, right? We get to see it in, in, in little parts everywhere, whether it be from uh, uh, looking at district lines to getting his uh, lawyer company involved to funnel money through his best friends, family friends uh, uh, store to make them all rich in the process there too. Uh, yeah, he Gordon Bombay is a, is a villain. So one of my favorite uh, TV shows in the 2000s was How I Met Your Mother. Do any of you concur? That also, was a terrible show. Also trying I'm to get sure. laid constantly in front of Charlie and just disrespecting his mom. I mean, talking about moving into the house before he even... I interrupted you. Go ahead. Charlie said kiss her. Um, so How I Met Your Mother, loved the show. And Barney Stinson, everybody knows Barney Stinson. And he says that the villain of Karate Kid is the main character. Is the Karate Kid. Yeah, it's the Karate Kid. Eric, that's that's what you are right now. Right now, you're Barney Stinson. It. Gordon Bombay even says he had nothing to do with D5 hockey. He doesn't want to do anything with hockey. He hates hockey. He doesn't want anything to do with this. He just has to do and get over it. He even drove his limo on the ice just to show that he has money and don't care about these kids. He even said he don't care. He made it clear he do, does not care. So how does he have this planned to get revenge on Riley, who I have a theory of Mr. Coach Riley. Mr. Coach Riley's a drunkard. Home alone, eating macaroni and cheese and frozen hot dogs. Wait, All he has is these kids. He is John Voight in Varsity Blues Disney style, man. He he doesn't care because that person, Coach Riley, took it away from him. Hockey was everything. Hans even told him the way you flew on that ice. Gordon, it was magic. You used to love hockey. Your father loved you playing hockey as well, too. And everything Oof, was Daddy's great. Dad. Of course, yeah. Uh, that it, Dad died the same season, and Coach Riley didn't let him forget it. And he said, you better win this game, Bombay. And it formed, it molded Bombay into the villain that he would become to destroy Coach Riley. 
know what's really bad about this? He's convincing me, and I'm trying not to let him to convince me. <laughs> He's convincing me, Sarah. He might start out as the villain, but then he has the change of heart, and he decides to like really help the kids. Because in one of the first games, he's like, "Yeah, just hit him and and you know pretend to be hurt and all these things." Yeah, he don't care. He does not care. But eventually, he starts to care, and he turns the whole thing around, and they start to win. And then he says, "F it" to his old job because he's seen their ways, and he wants to be good now. And he Kylo runs it and becomes a good guy. Mm, he Absolutely. put those How's... kids into danger from the very first uh, moment he saw them. He got them into a car and into a limousine on the ice. Took them it's for a pond. A round. It is not that deep. Even if that ice broke, they would be fine. But Plus it's 1992. It's not weird. Ho ho. So something changes when a woman comes into screen, and now suddenly. Gordon Bombay, fueled by his red-blooded testosterone, is now motivated to sleep with this woman in front of the team. And so he does whatever he can to motivate these children so that he can, and he does, at the end of the movie, make out with that woman in front of everybody. Mission accomplished. You're saying that was a make-out? All they did was, like... He's a, a husband and wife peck, man. Yeah, that was a, a very tame peck. This yeah, is the best acting you're going to get. A, that is probably... They probably filmed that... <laughs> Uh, 50 times that day because Emilio Estevez didn't know what to do and didn't know how to how to block or take any direction. And he probably just was confused about what he actually had to do that day. Well, he probably was not in a good spot. I don't think at this time he was flying high right now, no pun intended. Hmm. Not as You're high as uh, Sean Weiss, Weiss, the guy who plays Goldberg, right? Wow, that guy sucks. I didn't know Goldberg sucked so much as a goalie. Oh, yeah. Oh, he was terrible. Yeah, oh, that was the, what? the whole joke. You know what? I actually will agree with Eric on his whole crazy theory about how much of a bully Bombay is because who straps a kid to a goalpost and says, all right, just take the shots, asshole. He oh, was that's a, pretty okay, bad. Okay, Goldberg was afraid of the puck. So Granted, he had terrible uh, uh, pads and such, and when they finally got him in some good ones, they put him on there to prove that they're not going to hurt. He needed that real-life reality check before he'd be like, oh, yeah, confidently, Ooh. I can be goalie now. Who, Sarah, you had asked as well, too, that uh, when they were doing the, the practice with the eggs, who's mm -hmm. going to clean all that up, right? Yeah. Yeah. What, what kind of a That's mean a person of, of would go egg all over the ice. into a, a, a on practice time, rent a, a rink, and bring in dozens of eggs and just be like oh sorry you know we we're just practicing guys so are you going to clean this up there's yolk eggshells everywhere all over this ice we got open skate here in 30 minutes it is you got to help us what are you doing bombay and now you're just going to leave and you're leaving a kid tied up in the goal here too there's pucks everywhere gordon where are you where are you going buying the kids a sandwich or ice cream whatever you, whatever you went to go do yeah, the parents are very trusting. We only see like uh, maybe a few kids' parents, right? Like you everybody see, else. You see Charlie's parents, and you see uh, the, the brother, little black the kids. Hall, yeah, the Hall yeah. kids. Oh, and you Jesse see, Smollett's um, parents. Yeah, and then you see Adam Banks' dad. Banks' is, dad. Is that is that Jesse Smollett? Mm -hmm. The the nice. brother, not the not the, the younger brother, yeah, not the cake yeah. eater brother, but the yeah, yeah the other brother. That's hilarious. Yeah. I wonder if he was walking in a windy city, Chicago, at that time. Um, <laughs> nice. It happened. 
Um, Eric, do you actually truly believe the bullshit that you're saying? Because this is a kid's movie. I mean, they didn't think these things that you're thinking. Do you actually think this was the intent? Or do you just see something else is there? I I just think that through the magic of editing, if there was something else there, that um, it didn't come off, come off as that. But I think that through uh, what we have, through the context that we are given, one could easily make the case. This has the same story as what we've seen in many other movies. In fact, I think uh, from this movie, it's almost you could say that many have come from it, uh, if not many that already come before it. You know, just the, the underdogs kind of coming back. But it seemed like from this one, it was like a mix of both because you had the popular run of kids' movies that came from this around this time, right? Rookie of the Year, you had a little big green, right? Or mean green or whatever the other thing with the soccer one. Uh, right. Little, little, little Giants. And in, in kind of... Sandlot. A, a string of movies that were like this too. But in the same part, you had uh, the one where it was the... Uh, the guy who is like the downer and then his Cinderella story, his come up in story, you know? So Emilio Estevez had this, didn't, uh, um, Oh, Keanu had one of those in the two thousands though. Right. Uh, where he was, a he was a, a better and, um, he was teaching baseball in the yeah. city. Yep. Hardball or something like that. Yeah, maybe is that what yes. it was? Hardball. Yeah. Uh, and yes. I think even Affleck came out with a new one too, but I know that there was a few other ones in the, uh, in the nineties that kind of, you know, that that swing story, right? Where it was a guy down on his luck, and he he finds that new that new purpose and uh, gets the motivation and that passion back, and inspires a, a family, community, person, whatever. Uh, so it it just kind of works in this beat, but there are just a lot more montages in this movie than I remember. Yeah, I do. But you know, this movie was so '90s because we got the great rollerblading scene through them all. Right. Those blades and were pretty cool, man. They were fresh. That was pretty cool. I think I need to get into rollerblading again. Inline? Mm. It's I, coming back, man. Can I tell you guys something? Uh, I should have said it off air, but this has brought me back to being a kid. This is very short. The other day, my daughter wanted to go to the park to play basketball. So wife and I took our daughter, and uh, there was a couple kids, seventh graders, playing basketball. And they were kept on looking at me, kept on looking at me, Right. And uh, I'm bringing it up for a reason. And these kids finally got the confidence and said, Mr. And I just ignored them because they're like, they're not talking to me. <laughs> I'm not a mister yet. And they, Mr. Yes. Do you want to play with us? Really? Guys, look at you. Look at me. I'm six foot. <laughs> and every time those kids try to drive it into the paint, I just yelled, really? You're going to do this? What? <laughs> <laughs> And, and the reason why I'm bringing the story up is because that night after the park, uh, we watched Mighty Ducks. And that triggered the memory of the kids at the park while the kids are rollerblading. I'm just like, God, they're running into these grown adults, people that are probably our age. That old lady was just shopping, having a good time, and these snot-nosed kids just knock her into the pond, the little thing where you threw a penny in, right? It's like, God, where was where was the Jordan that went, you guys really want to do this? Really? I mean, that was ridiculous, you, right? You more of a Billy Madison moment there, but uh, yeah, 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 I see what you mean. Yeah, yeah. I, I had a moment like that. I remember as a kid when I was on a bike, and you know, you think you're, I don't know, cocky. Uh, I was uh, yeah. somewhere, I think, and I didn't I didn't call out to the people in front of me, like to say, like, hey, I'm, watch out, I'm on my bike, I'm coming through. I thought I could, you know, fight the gap or break, uh -huh. 
get it, mm-hmm. and I I must have clipped one of them, and I wiped out right in front of them. I'm sure that one of them hurt. It was a it was a big old mess. It was embarrassing. Not my finest moment. And, no. Uh, yeah. But that's the was... only one you've ever had, though, because you've been fine and perfect ever since. I think so that I can re- remember, but yeah, you know, you. I mean, look do who you married. Dumb stuff as as kids, although inlining or doing rollerblades in a mall is on a bucket list. I can tell you that right now. I don't yeah. know. I don't know if if that's something that you just kind of have to, you know, ask for forgiveness for, rather than as as permission. But forgiveness might come with handcuffs nowadays. Nowadays, so, probably, yeah. Uh, you know what? Depends on what mall I, I, I guess you're you're at. I don't know. If we go to some malls around here, they probably won't probably won't care so much. Say they're not going to care at Oakland. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, okay, so we've been talking some trash, some theories. I will say something positive. Nice. Uh, and the positive thing that I have to say is I like all the kids besides one. All. And it's that short, short round little son of a gun. The kid that thought he was from New York. Mm-hmm. Oh, right, the, the, the was, wise guy? Yeah, like the wise guy. Like, I mean, I liked all the kids. All the kids were 90s. Like, you know, like that one kid that was like, ooh, the man, the mundo. You know, like he was cool because he had the pumps. You know, and everybody wanted the basketball pumps. Oh, right? uh, less the, the, the token Jew? Right. Uh, he was Jewish. He was a redhead. Okay. Didn't, uh, they, didn't they make a comment about that kid? Les Averman? Yeah, I, I'm going to go ahead and say that he's Jewish. Uh, he's been, he was on a lot of movies in the 90s. Uh, yeah, what comment did you make about him? I don't I can't remember what it was, but they like pulled back and it was like, what is this kid wearing? He has some like weird pants. He's got the flannel. He's got the leather jacket. He's got the ball. He, he just has everything 90s on him at once. Oh, that's the, uh, that's the, the the little kid. That's the, the Joey Lawrence. That's the Blossom. Oh, one. that is exactly it. Yes. I I hated him. He was so, he was ridiculous. And even you're going to disagree with me, Eric. But he took Gordon Bombay's speech to Coach Riley completely out of context. You well, know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, that's that's the whole point. He's just he's he's clearly in the wrong movie. He should be in New York with with gangs. You know, with dolls, guys and dolls, if you will. You know what I mean? Like he should just. You know, be in there doing his thing. You know, he should not be in this movie. West Wrong Side Story. Thank you. What was that kid's name? When you're He's... a duck, you're a duck all the way. I just don't like him. Oh, nice. That <laughs> well, was good. I, I want to know what what else. Duck, uh, duck, duck. Like he was he was in, and it's just kind of because uh, I know he Nothing. was in a bunch of other stuff in the nineties. I I, I which was the short kid. Yeah. Was okay. it like, in, yeah. like one of the family movies or something like that? I don't know. It's just the point that I'm saying is that I thought all the kids were very 90s. I liked it. Uh, the kids were more that 90s show than that 90s show. <laughs> you know, you know, like I just really enjoyed the kids. I I, uh, I, I thought the kids were fun. They were a fun group. Uh, but I just didn't li- like that kid. And I didn't know if you guys had any if you guys agreed, if you guys had a kid that you didn't really care for or if you liked them all. Um, I didn't have any strong opinions. I did like that. I feel I think that uh, Charlie is sort of slated as the main character, mm-hmm. um, but he's also in a lot of those movies. You see that character being the one who, you know, saves saves the day at the end, and he does score the winning goal. Um, mm. But he's like he's not the best player. He's not the one that 
that coaches like, oh man, you're the best and you're going to be the best. He's, he's just one of the players. Um, and the only reason I think he takes the shot at the end is because he's the one that got hooked by the other player and got the penalty. So yeah, of course he should have taken the shot. Um, <laughs> but I, I like that. He's just not, you know, this like put on a pedestal sort of hockey player when he's just a pretty average guy. Which we know in later sequels, this is his only moment because Banks becomes uh, the main star in the sequel and Charlie becomes a coach in the sequel. Remember? That's no. right. But I'll pretend I do. Charlie we're, gets injured and becomes a coach. We're going to be player. watching probably the other two movies this weekend. I got to watch number three again to see if I hate it as much as I did when I was younger. I read the synopsis and it makes me angry that they it's all a, get they all get uh, accepted into a prep school. Like, yeah. what? No. And Joshua Jackson was in the movie Skulls, and this is like pre-Skulls, you know? I mean, this is great, you know? They all, stuff. Yeah, Joshua Jackson leaves the prep school, and he goes, to, uh, he goes to North Carolina, and he becomes friends with Dawson. Holy cow. Hold on. I'm, I'm looking at uh, that kid that you hate on here. That, uh, his name's J.D. Daniels, and I knew I remembered him. He, this kid was working. In the nineties, man. Well, he's he's nineties. He's he's he totally nineties. What has he done that we've seen him in? What hasn't he done, man? He's been in basically all the TV shows, uh, all of the movies, and I'm I'm talking like Little Mermaid. I'm talking like uh, We're Back, a dinosaur story. Uh, <gasps> hey Arnold. Uh, he was in Aladdin. Uh, Doctor Seuss. Uh, yeah. Beat. Oh, yeah, but he's not like he's doing the main character. things. Like in in We're Back, a dinosaur story, he was additional voices. So, but he's in all these work. Uh, he was in like a lot of those directed to the TV stuff too. Beanstalk mm -hmm. was a, a popular one. I remember watching him in Jack and the Beanstalk, kind of a, a play in that in that movie. Uh, oh, was in Gargoyles. Was he the main character in that? It looks like he played Arnold in Hey Arnold. Also, I would like to point out that Joshua Jackson was in Cruel Intentions three years after the last Mighty Ducks movie that he was in. Nice. <laughs> Uh, CB40 Full House. <laughs> and only two years later, he was in Urban Legends for that brief, brief moment. Do you have a crush on Jackson? I love Jackson? Joshua Jackson. Do you really? Is this yes. real? Yes. Okay, fine. FM, uh, FMLK, whatever. Joshua Jackson, Chris Evans, Tony Stark. Go. No, I mean, uh, Tony Robert Stark. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm sorry. That's bad. But Chris Hemsworth, Chris Evans, and uh, Joshua Jackson. Go. I would marry. I would marry Joshua Jackson. That's okay, how devoted safe. I am to him. He's safe. I would marry Chris Evans, though. Oh. No, I think I would kill him. And and I would I would go to town with the Hemsworth. All right, all right. But I, it, I think it's it's a pretty tough call. Chris Pine is a pretty. We said Chris uh, Chris Evans. Excuse me. Sorry. Chris Evans is a very wholesome man. He would be a close second for who I wanted to marry. The reason why I'm asking that question is not to be totally ridiculous is because I did not know that you cared enough about Joshua Jackson. You're like his only fan. What? what? We legitimately talked about this during the Urban Legends episode of how much I love Joshua Jackson and how disappointed I was that he was only in that movie for about 10 minutes. That was four years ago. I don't remember that. That was two years ago. Same thing. Okay. Uh, Okay. <laughs> anyway, let's move on. Let's move on. Um, look, Eric, you totally disagree with me about my theory with Coach Riley. I think Coach Riley's a dick, man. 
Like, I don't, I don't think, uh, again, yet another character that they needed to establish more. Uh, we don't see all of the kids be successful. We just see one, maybe two, right? And we don't know if those two kids that he saw when they were uh, minor league hockey players, if they were on the, on the Hawks team either. We only know that Bombay was on the hockey team. Right. So we don't know if if his whole team of this theory that you have that they all grow up to be successful. One guy is. And all Coach Riley cared about was winning. Right. Coach Riley even says to Bombay, if you don't make this shot, I'm paraphrasing, you're going to regret it for the rest of your life. I'm going to kill you with my bare hands. Right. You're going to let me down. You're going to let the team down. If you don't make this shot, you're a loser. Where Bombay at the end says, you make it, you miss it. It's no big deal, big guy. Just go have fun there because I've learned my lesson. Yeah. See? He's grown. Also, gotcha. shout out to Lane Smith. Also, just just great that we are getting him in the mix here. Uh, Red Dawn, right? I mean. Uh, Who's Lane Smith? Coach Singer Riley. of the Alice Change. Coach Riley. Who plays in My Cousin Vinny, uh, the father and son-in-law. No? Okay. This, no. The guy who plays, we were just talking about him. Do you know what I'm talking about? No, I know what you're talking about. I've only seen my cousin Vinny out of the two that you've said. Um, do you, did I not change your mind on Coach Riley? Oh, I, I think he definitely turns into uh, a bit of a, a bit of a hard ass. He has it brought out of him, though. Like This is, again, a guy who's just doing his job. Who knows? I don't think this is maybe his full time thing. He's just doing it part time, committing his volunteering his time for twenty plus years to this team, doing his thing, and uh, suddenly this this kid that comes in and just uh, shakes his whole world, and he's got to fight back. He, he, but does he? He's got a he, he has a winning uh, reputation. He's got a you know you know he's got sponsors, man. He's got to bring it back. He doesn't do anything wrong. Bombay does nothing wrong at this part. Bombay just follows the rules. It's laid out in districts. He the name goes of the for Ducks, the W. The name of the team before he became the Ducks was D5, District 5. Banks is in District 5. When he did took they his Tom Brady. Did, didn't Hans say that they changed it? Like, in the last couple of years. So that, last couple of years. Yeah. yeah, so like all the affluent kids could play for the Hawks. All the rich kids played for the Hawks. That's pretty much what they're saying. That's what affluent means. So... Thank you. Like you're welcome. So they changed it. So okay. Well, whatever. It just you know it just gotcha. Seems... Gotcha. Well, on no, that one. no, you didn't. I mean, you have, okay. So you had district lines that were established for twenty plus years that have recently been changed in the last few years, and uh, you're gonna come because back because the this... league. Yeah, 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 man. Yeah, because it's the league called is... gerrymandering. Yeah, you can't do that. <laughs> have you seen our government? What's wrong with our government? gerrymandering i pay taxes um no i'm just i mean like dude i'm actually dead serious like i think this is a smart move on bombay's part all he did was lawyer up in a way right he just to, saw to snipe the best player it's off before of the he team. had his his crisis of conscience you wouldn't do the same thing eric sarah sarah and i it would. was smart of him I i'm saying done. i'm saying if you if any sport had done that and that sport and that team went on to win the championship, there would be an asterisk on that trophy. Fine, but especially when they're already zero and nine in the season, going into right. it. 
I don't know how they got the playoffs. They won like two games. Well, given uh, that there's like twelve teams and it like the the top ten teams going to the playoffs, it's like doesn't seem like you know, there's not really much of a of a bar set for Pee Wee hockey. Did you hear what Hans said? What happened to the last team, Panthers? The last yeah, yeah they like got all measles or something. They got like yeah. measles. Yeah. Stuff like that. No, like I think I think what Bombay did Bombay did was smart. Okay, let's get into the let's get into the big right, uh, the big the big battle at the end. Um, as a kid, again, I, little things is what I pay attention to. Um, as a kid, I was like, oh my god, this arena's huge, and I like the ice and the design of the of the painting on the, the ice. Now I'm just like, wow, this is this is a hockey rink for a high school. This is small. It's not as big as I remember it. Um, the battle wasn't as gripping of your seat as I remember it either. Like maybe because I've seen the movie so many times, I'm like, Charlie's going to get this shot. Why wouldn't he? They'd be talking about the whole time. One, two, three, triple deke, right? Come on. It's the same thing. And I have another question. Is this part of that, that whatever effect where you think something's there, but it's not there. Mandela effect. Thank you. Um, if I remember as a kid, because I had this on VHS, everybody did. When Charlie makes the shot, don't they play We Are the Champions by Queen? Ooh, ooh, I've got fun fact about that. Please, uh, what happened? I want to say in everything except the original VHS and the streaming. So I think on the DVD and Blu-ray copies, it is We Are the Champions. And in subsequent second movie, third movie, they also play Queen at the end. But this one, they don't. In this movie, they do not. Correct. This is what the outfield. We had to Google who was singing the song at the end. Oh yeah, that's right. That, that Van Halen sounded thing. Mm-hmm. Wait, 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 wait. Okay, okay. So this is a Mandela effect because I thought at the end of the first Mighty Ducks they played with the champions. That's not. That's a Mighty Ducks two thing. Hold on. They, I read it. They, I read it in credits. trivia today. I'm looking it up. I, I definitely. Oh, it's, end credits. it's definitely end credits. I know that because okay. uh, I was playing a game while Sarah was sleeping on the couch and I heard the end it in the end credits. During the final part of the hockey game, in the DVD version, a Queen song plays when the game ends. In the TV version and foreign versions, just the traditional music score plays during the end of the game. It was before the credits, after the game. Because at one point, um, in some VHS versions of the movie, um, it's this is grammatically very, very bad. Oh, so like Jordan wrote it. I have a story about that, too. Great. We're talking about off air. Does not end with a Queen song. Oh yeah, actually you'll like this, Jordan. I will. Yeah, you will. Um, I think they were actually doing like a "We Will Quack You" chant in the stands of this movie, but they I know that they sing it in the second one for sure because they're like sitting around the campfire, something like that at the end of the movie. That's the second. Yes, the second one for sure. Okay. Yeah, because I I do remember like kind of around when this movie was uh popular. Also, by the way, too, this this one hit hard. Jordan, you have to understand is that like Mighty Ducks and Hockey Fever are in the mid '90s, especially around this area, was at an all time high. It was sure. prime real estate to get into. Mm-hmm. So right. uh yeah, when you had the Red Wings just completely just uh in their in their legendary uh you know league years there um mixed in with this movie as a kid you're you're just in it but yeah that song was also another thing that that peaked as well too so it was a it was a big time man i missed the 93 92 93 i missed the 90s 92 92 
All right, let's get into our popcorn rating. Look, we have tore the movie apart. We have our theories. We have our likes. We have our dislikes. But I'm going to give in to my 10-year-old self. This movie's a large. It has to be. This is the Mighty Ducks. This is the most iconic we're going to get so far, right? In our nostalgia extravaganza, right? Like, this is this is the big movie, right? This is bigger than Ferngali. This is bigger than Brave Little Toaster. This is. What, you know, what else? Do we have heavyweights on here, too? Heavyweights is later. What did we review? Brave Little Toaster? Where... Yeah, first off, I, I'm sure pretty sure, me. but that Heavyweights is gonna get the it get the vote. That movie just, just is gonna that hold up. That's a great up. movie. And it's it is a great. <laughs> it is, but right now at this moment, though, right now at this moment, I, I really do feel that this is probably the most iconic that we have done so far in nostalgia extravaganza. It it just has everything that you could want from a '90s kid. Okay, Hook. Okay, so we, we've done Brave Little Toast, we've done Turtles, we've done Hook, and Ferngully. I, I would say this beats all of those. I mean, an actual hockey team is named the Ducks. Who, I... doesn't, who doesn't want As that? As an expansion from this, right? And yeah. then, yeah, like it's... Uh, it's uh, This is big. This is huge. In Anaheim, um, right? In Anaheim. Yeah. It should yeah. be in Minnesota, but they have the Wild, which is a terrible name. Well, they're owned by Disney. Ah, that's the that, that, that's very, that's why they're the the ducks was because that team was owned by Disney out of Anaheim. Nice. No, I mean overall, I don't want to ramble. Um, if you are our age, close to our age, younger, whatever. I mean, this movie's perfect for the time period. There has a lot of flaws to it, and I understand that. But I mean, Riley absolutely loved it, right? I mean, this movie's perfect. This movie's just a great, fun, feel-good movie. And you can look at it through kid glasses. You can look through adult glasses, right? And it's still, still fun. It's a fun kids movie. So Mighty Ducks is a large for me, hundred percent. Sarah, what is your popcorn rating for the Mighty Ducks? You know, I went into this thinking I was going to give it a large, um, and I think if we reviewed D two, I would give that one a large. But I'm going to mm. give this a medium because I. I did enjoy it. I went to a lot of hockey games when I was in high school. I do enjoy going to hockey games. I think they're a lot of fun. Um, and so it was a little bit of a nostalgic factor for that for me. Um, and I know that this movie sets up the next one, which I enjoy a lot. Um, and so I think I think it's a solid medium. It's very 90s. Um, it's a, a solid story. I'm, I'm quite happy with just kind of a middle of the road medium bag of popcorn i can't disagree with you on that one eric what is your popcorn rating for the mighty ducks man i i I tell you uh there are some fun parts about this movie and then there are not so many fun parts about this movie the story works is fine i don't like emilio estevez in this movie and again gordon bombay kind of is a dick the entire time in this movie and i I, and i don't like him i don't like him one bit to be honest, I, I think the the kids. Oh, uh, that's the other thing too. Is that the kids uh, are now misbehaving as a group because of Gordon Bombay, and they're getting into tension, and they're they're quacking at teachers and principals and stuff like that. This this guy is such a villain, man. Any of these kids are anyway. Uh, where is Saint Elmo's fire, Emilio? Okay, where's Repo Ooh. Man, Emilio? Oh, uh, um, wh- didn't we watch him in something else? This year, I don't think we reviewed uh, Outsiders, Sarah. 
Oh, that's right. Yeah. Uh, you know, he plays well in these uh, these character roles where or background kind of ensemble pieces where it's something kind of ridiculous. I, the Breakfast Club is obviously popular, but he's just playing jock in that one. And then he's yelling and he can do that. That's about it. Right. That's just. I don't know. Do a do a weird Egyptian dance on on some on a on a railing, and then yell uh, for a little bit about how you don't uh, your dad is angry at you. Um, so you so you don't celebrate Breakfast Club Day like I do. Got it. I, you see, like I I know you. I'm just getting a rise out of you, but you know then you have his other ones like Men at Work, which I think is fantastic. Young Guns. Um, Two. Th- this is just I don't know. He just phoned it in. This is a paycheck. This is just a movie where he's just like, yeah, I'll just show up and read these lines. I get to wear a jacket the entire time, right? I feel like this movie uh, is what an actor does to keep the cocaine habit going. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I'm not just going to drink on that one. That's good. That's good. You know, and then all those those moments that we that I'm I'm dogging on in this movie are like his come down, and he's just like, okay, okay, yeah, I'll do it. I'll do it. Just hurry up to get to the scene. We'll go to the trailer after, and then they got to do the ice skating, and then that's good. Then we got to go. But then, like, you know, those scenes where it's in the stands and it's all hyped up. He's like, all right, Emilio, we got to. And, he, you know, he's going to do a cocaine yeah. bear in the trailer. And suddenly yeah. he's he's on the ice going, all right, let's go, team. Come on. Yeah. He was the original cocaine bear. Ah, flying V. <laughs> yeah. The flying uh, awesome. Yeah. The Flying V is great. The Flying V is what he Iconic. was doing in his, in his trailer, his flying lines right there. Just yeah, put him in a V formation. Uh, put it in my veins! <laughs> and then, uh, of course, Loaded Weapon. Like, when it's something yeah. like that, I think that works when he's just, it, when they're silly. That's why, like, Men at Work, it kind of the same thing, too. He works in comedy when he can be really ridiculous and silly. Same with Charlie Sheen. Um, I like Charlie Sheen a lot more in like Hot Shots than I did in like his his more serious movies like Arrival. Even though Arrival is pretty fun, but uh, I don't know, small. Like wow, we're across the board on this. We're just everywhere. I still well, I I'm still looking at D two with like promise. I'm thinking just like yeah, maybe D two was legit. Maybe it was the better one. Uh, as far as kids that I hate in this one, by the way, too, it's that kid that winks when he talks about soft hands or something like that. Then looks at the girl and Aww. gives her a wink. The kid wears a beanie. Oh and yeah. Hair. Oh, oh yeah. I mean the smoosher. Gina said that was me. That guy can go to hell. <laughs> Gina said that was me schmoozing, chewing yeah. it up. I, I can go uh, to a hell with a beanie on. Nice. All right, fine. So I give it a large. Sarah gives it a medium, and and you give it a small. I was let down. Wow. I was let down in this movie. As, as much, though, as Brave Little Toaster. Hour 44. I mean, Brave Little Toaster was the low point so far. I agree. So this yeah. is nowhere near that. But thank you, everybody, so much for listening to this most recent episode of Movie Guys Podcast. You can check us out at movieguyspodcast.podbean.com or wherever you get your podcast from. That's where we are on. And we'll be back next Thursday for another awesome episode. Eric is here. Thank you so much for joining me. Have a good night. 